am going to make it the biggest deal ever because it's <laughs> Return to the theater. <laughs> Monica's back, bitches. I'm back. I know Cinemas, you all miss me. AMC, <laughs> Regal, I'm back. Well, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, get one of the ones where you can like recline your chair. Oh, oh, I love that. That's those. what you need. All right, so we have a couple housekeeping and a couple fact checking to do. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. I'll come back like <laughs> Let's just do impressions Let's of do our it. own sound bits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we are now quoting our own show. That's a quote of another show or movie. It's um, too deep. So, Carly, did you listen to the Taylor Swift playlist? I, made you. I did. Okay, are we going to fight? No, it was no. It it didn't change it's my fine. opinion at all, though. I in that okay. her music is enjoyable to me, but I don't find it worthy of the lavish praise that is good. sure. Like I think she's good. It's okay. enjoyable music. Did you? I wouldn't like navigate to it over other stuff. Probably that's totally fine. I did you have a f- like a favorite of the ones that you liked? Okay. I did listen more than once the first one. Oh, okay. What was it? I forgot. Well done. I should have um, prepared a song by song review. We can go into oh, more okay. depth in a later episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just initial. <laughs> a niche. A niche review. A niche. <laughs> oh, State Where of Grace. Oh, yes. I love that song. I thought I you would rock one. out to that and you could sing to it. Yeah, I thought you'd like Oh, that. yeah, I sang. I also thought you'd loud. like Peace a lot. Which one was that? That is the one that starts with the really cool, like, guitar. Okay, yeah. It's, like, with the national. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I I enjoyed it. It didn't make me go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for her. Um, I respect her as a musician, but, yeah, she. I just don't think about her when I go to bed. (laughs) Like we all do. Yeah. (laughs) Another piece of news that you'll be excited about is I have started 30 Rock. I for did the first time. spot that in our little dock and pretended yes. I didn't see it. I'm thrilled. Did Good. you start right out of the gates at the beginning? Of course I did. Yeah. I'd only seen the pilot and then like just like smatterings of it. So I'm loving it. And I also was so excited to see like two memes that I just love that I never got to know the context of, which was the the Jack Donaghy um, when he's wearing a tuxedo. And she's like, he's like, it's after six. What am I, a farmer? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And then the other one is when Tina goes out um, and she goes, uh, or uh, Jenny, Jen- Jenna Krakowski. What's her name on the show? Um, Jenna. 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 Yeah. She's like, that Jenna guy wanted to buy you a drink. And she goes, I already have a drink. Do you think he'll buy me some mozzarella sticks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic Liz Lemon whenever they go to the bars, which is like twice. Yes. <laughs> Great material. She just... It completely falls on her face. It's amazing. I'm so excited for this journey for you. And I feel thank like you, we're telepathically you. connected because I started mm-hmm. a little 30 Rock binge just a couple oh, days ago. Love it. Love it. Independently of your decision. Independent of your decision. Amazing. You just, yeah, you could feel it. Yeah. You are connected. Yep. Yes. Yes. Through our televisions. Ooh, poultry. Through Peacock. <laughs> we're connected through, through Peacock. Hashtag thank you, Peacock. Through that strong... Hard peacocks. This friendship has been brought to you by Peacock. Peacock. Okay. Carly, you want to do our fact check? Okay. Yes. So last episode, we had one of those little disputes where you can't remember if something was your actual memory or if you just like swiped it from a movie or someone else's story and like 
embedded it into your brain on accident. And after years and years and years, you think that <laughs> that was what happened. That was happened to you. Yep. So Monica and I both have seen Daniel Radcliffe perform How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying in Broadway. At a girl. As has Elena. As has yes. Elena. Um, and we both were talking about how we stood outside the stage door to see his tiny body walk out. And Monica was saying that she had to hang on the light pole to see him. And I was like, wait, me too. Did we both do that? Or did we like inception our memories? Right. I checked with Mary, my sister, Mary. who is our professional consult on all memories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's very um, smart. <laughs> and she did say that we waited outside the stage door and that people were climbing on the light posts and that we were mm-hmm. talking about it, but that we there was like a little wall ledge on the sidewalk that we had climbed up to see. So we there was climbing, but I did not climb the light pole. Okay. I know you guys Thank were you. really on the edge of your seat for that one on to the get edge cleared of your up. Pole for that. On the yeah. edge of your pole. <laughs> or wall. Well, it was just like Carly told that story and I was like, wait, that's my story. Did you just <laughs> steal that or did it really happen wait, the same way? Who did to this you? happen to? Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Mary. We appreciate Mary. you always. And oh, this is a Gilmore Girls uh, little fan fest. Because we, we were talking about the trivia. We were talking about how I had this amazing moment at the Gilmore Girls fan fest where you did. we were in a big group trivia room and um, the answer that they gave was like slightly off if you actually knew what they were talking what you're talking about and I like stood up and kind of corrected her and said that their answer was wrong and then the whole room like erupted into applause (laughs) yes they were like yeah but we couldn't remember what the like little tidbit was and um shout out to our friend Kelsey who was there with us and reminded us do you want to Tell it the difference, Monica. Oh, sure. This is such a deep cut. And this will just be for, you know, hardcore Gilmore fans. I don't but know. When I looked when... it up on the internet, there were like a billion articles about it from Gilmore. Oh, wow. <laughs> a billion. <laughs> One so billion results. When Richard's mother dies, the third Lorelai, the reigning Lorelai. The reigning um, Lorelai. Reigning Lorelai. Which I hear her um, voice in my head I'm every time I look be. at my bank account. No. Oh. <laughs> when I look at my bank account and I think... You are hemorrhaging money. money. <laughs> <laughs> loved her character and loved that they brought that actress back for a different role after she died. Did they? Yeah, she plays the aunt who like runs. I was just watching Wedding Bell Blues uh, when they renew their vows and oh, stuff. Oh, Totsy? It's not Totsy, but it's the other aunt, the one who's obsessed with Luke. And she's like, I want to fuck a gardener or whatever. Oh, that's not the same actress. Yes, it is. I will literally bet my butt. Okay, we will fact check. <laughs> we will fact check. We'll to, we always have to fact check the fact checks. Okay, but I, regardless, um, so the question was, what kind of soup does um, uh, Suki make for Richard? And she thinks that he thinks it's called turtleneck soup, but it's really called mock turtle soup. And basically, one we of the put, questions we put answered mock turtle soup. And then she yes, was like, because no. that's the correct soup. Right. No, like, it's turtleneck soup. I'm like, yeah. no, that's just what he thought it was called. Yeah. So that was that was that moment. Standing O for that, y'all. Yes. And then I got at the opposite of a standing O when <laughs> I blacked out and drunk on stage at the talent show. Y'all, there was a lot of drinking I, that weekend. There was there, was a lot there of were not many weekend. activities available. No. It was a it was such a <laughs> 
crazy weekend. I remember telling my sister that it was like only you and Carly would get like blacked out at the Gilmore Girls Festival. I like that you, you know? went to the Gilmore Girls Festival. To begin <laughs> of course with. we did. It was because like, it was. It's like twenty minutes from our lake house in Connecticut, so we were like, oh, we gotta got go. Got it. Got yes. it. Yes. So we had that, you know, connection. But and I was working in New York at that time, so we were like, oh, right. yes, gotta go. We gotta do it. We gotta. Yeah. Do it. Hey, no, and I didn't have a real job at that point, so I could just do whatever I wanted. So <laughs> <laughs> I was but an intern slum. I had to kiss yes. someone's boots to get that Friday off. Boots. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, Elena is back, and she is a culture and entertainment writer based in Manhattan. Previously, she was an entertainment writer for Refinery29, currently a culture editor at Oprah Magazine, now Oprah Daily. You can read the article she wrote for us. And she is also an active TV rewatch and binge tweeter. Welcome back, Elena Nicolau. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here after my first appearance in the article. And now, now I'm we back. Lose. So I'm so excited Look to be here. how far we've Thank come. You. I know. It's been a journey. <laughs> I should have played a Matchbox 20. Let's see how far we've yes. come. Instead. No, or a little nickelback. Look at these photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Remember those? Because of all the memories we share. Oh, because the memes. The memes. Yes, yes. <laughs> You know what? That song gets made fun of, but actually, maybe it's not that bad. I mean, it's I emotional. I loved isn't. that song when it was on the radio all the time. <laughs> loved it. I feel what like a lot of characters. Mm. Oh yeah, I listened to a lot of Nickelback. I think a, a lot of characters in this show definitely like Nickelback. Like yeah. unironically. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just straight up. I like the one that was like, "Show me what it's like to see the I remember that. one standing." Yeah. yeah. I've song. been down. Yeah. Should we do like a Nickelback stand podcast? Like, should we just sing Nickelback tonight? Redeeming Nickelback, the podcast. <laughs> Bring yes. it back. Honestly. Baby got yeah, Nickelback. Yeah, just be like, Nickelback, is Nickelback. it back? <laughs> is Nickelback back? Yeah. Bring in Nickelback. Bring Nickelback back. Hey, Elena, <laughs> alert your editors. <laughs> Nickelback is back. <laughs> alert. Hot take. Hot You heard take. it here first. Well, well, well. Leave no one behind. In an awkward quote from Black Hawk Down, leave no man behind. I Mm. I assume that's what they're referencing, but obviously had to gender neutralize it. So it like doesn't ring quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. Leave no one behind. Yeah. Julie got left behind at the DMV. So we don't want (laughs) to leave Julie out of the title because she throws a bit at us and I cannot withstand her. No, um, none of us can. None of us can. No. So none of us we're, can. We're destroy us all with her puberty. <laughs> <laughs> she makes me never want to have a teenager. I'm just going to skip that phase. I'll go no, and fast forward Zim, Sims button. Just be like, all right, let's skip this. Oh, my God. I play Sims an embarrassing amount for an adult 27-year-old. And every single time I hit that fast forward button, I'm like, oh, if fucking only. Yeah. That and the mother load hack. Those oh, are the two yeah. things we need to import into our lives. Then we're Y'all, good. I need Twitter followers. The other day I tweeted just mother load colon and no one even liked it. I was like, 
Who am I here for? What am I even doing? <laughs> what is Mother Lode Colton? It's just how you would get a bunch of money. Uh, it was like the uh, ve- very famous cheat code for The Sims. Wasn't Rosebud one of them? Yep. Rosebud yep. was a similar money cheat, but you had to hold the semicolon versus mm. just type it and hit enter. I remember this vividly because my friend and I at the time would leave her little paperweight on the semicolon button <laughs> and then go down and eat lunch and then come back up and be like, woohoo, we're rich. We have a million dollars. That's how wealth accumulation works. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I learned in computer. Exactly. <laughs> I um, used to play the Tony Hawk um, Xbox game Ooh, and I would look yeah. up cheats and I could do anti-gravity. So you would like go up on a half pipe and do like a million tricks and like all these flips and stuff because you would just like. Oh, I kind of really slowly come down. That. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it <laughs> My was brothers funny. and me <laughs> playing Tony Hawk. I remember playing Tony Hawk, but I would just like make him nose dive off the skateboard all the time. So I just thought it was fun. You're one of those. Mm. You like see, Sims. I wanted my players to succeed. <laughs> I would just never actually play the game, which is why I am a fan of the like open world games like Sims and stuff, because all the games my brothers would play, they would get mad at me. They're like, you're supposed to actually play the games and the challenges. I'm like, I just want to run around the neighborhood. I just want to mess with them. Mm-hmm. Like the <laughs> NFL, the like Madden game, I would always just be in the agent mode where you're like checking your players' emails and like changing their outfits. They're like, play a football game. I'm like, why? <laughs> play the actual game. Play dress up with the football players. Yes. Apparently when I was at an arcade and I was like really young, like, like seven or eight or something. I was like playing one of those uh, race car games and oh. I was just like knocking everything over. Like the ones chaotic. at Chuck E. Cheese where you're actually sitting in the thing. Yes, you're yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the thing. And my mom was like, Monica, you're like running everybody over and you're you're like destroying it. And I was like, who cares? I'm in France. <laughs> <laughs> Viva la Paris, mama. I'm in France. They have There's no a lines in France. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you can kill people in France. It's fine. Anywho, okay, so this episode came out February 1st, 2008, and the IMDb synopsis is the hardships in Saracen's life begin to get to him, and he and Riggins, who is still pining away for Lila, commiserate. Sad boys. Julie feels left out when it seems like her mom is more focused on the volleyball team than on her. Smash's suspension hurts the rest of the team's morale, and it has an unexpected consequence for him. Tyra becomes jealous of Landry's new girlfriend. Oh, that might be his best that one was, yet. Right. It was, it's still not well written, but it, it you know, got He used got punctuation. Yeah. Um, you know, so, talked about the episode. I'm proud of That's them. That's all we can ask a movie dude. Sorry, my Wi-Fi froze. Okay. Oh, I'm you're fine. Oh, you're good. <laughs> you good. You good. I just thought you were being very still, photosynthesizing maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> photosynthesizing. I... This episode is very fresh. I literally just watched it, as I think Carly did, too. Yes, but I usually do that. Right before. Oh, you do? I'm usually, like, a day before. If we do it on a weekday, then I usually do. I mean, I I used to watch it during my lunch breaks, but Mm -hmm. discipline has slid. Yes. I don't know if that requires discipline to watch TV while you take lunch. Usually, (laughs) I just, like, don't plan my time well enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Elena... one thing has changed a tiny bit. Texas things, we try to get at least three of the same between the three of us. And if we get it, then we get bingo, bango, bunko. Bingo, bango, oh. bunko. Bingo, bango, bunko. Because bunko was a funny thing Coach Taylor said. And then the office, bingo, bango, bunko reference. So that is 
that thread. That <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. <laughs> that makes All right. perfect sense. Let's see if we so get the same things. Let's see if we did it right. Is hang well, tight well, well, well. a Texas phrase? Hang tight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it was just the accent and then I was like, Yeah. Is this a Texas thing? I don't think so. Anytime so, they say a little out. phrase like that, I'm always like, Is that a a thing? Is that um I just put so like when Matt's car breaks down on the side of the road, just mm-hmm. by that like abandoned warehouse with all those scraggly trees and dead grass and stuff, that felt pretty Texas to me. Yeah. So I put yeah. abandoned warehouse. Also, that's just something okay. you don't see if you live in a city where, like, land is expensive. So when you go to Texas, there's just, like, wasted space all over. And you're like, oh, okay, that's normal. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of this episode was about driving and kids and cars, <laughs> which I think is so Texas because I'm from the East Coast and we can't drive alone until we're 17. So right. whenever oh, – And driving is, like, the that. marker freedom. Right. So Julie, in my head, is so young to be doing her driver's license – um, to be getting her driver's license. And so that whole like theme, even um, Tim Riggins and his pickup truck or Matt Saracen going to perhaps buy like a dirt bike or motorcycle or whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. like just perhaps. kids and cars is so Texas to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That makes sense. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. So I didn't know that East Coast was a year later, but I did know that some states were earlier, like Arkansas literally... 14 or something. I think it was 14. Yeah. yeah. It's a year younger than like actual Texas children. Permit. Yeah. That is young. Very alarming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of my friends that grew up in New York don't have their license at all. Yeah. Most of my friends from, from the actual city are uh, yeah. subway bound. They just cannot yeah. do it. Right. They cannot do cars. <laughs> nah. I think that's fair. It just would drive me crazy if I had to travel anywhere else. I'd feel no so restricted. <laughs> I feel so restricted if I, like, couldn't rent a car or something in case of emergency. It would kind of freak me out. Yeah. But I have driven once in New York, and I understand not wanting to ever drive in New York. I was like, I did it once. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Because I I drove out of the city to Connecticut, and it was the most terrifying experience of my life. But you're still here. You're still here. (laughs) I'm still here. I survived. Um, The only other thing I wrote was when Matt and Tim are on their little date, um, there was a... What do you call those signs that are really bright? Neon. Those, like neon signs. Yeah. They're made of neon. Around. Yeah. Uh, the hook'em horns and the cold beer. Oh, so that was my... I didn't catch that. And I even was like, oh, yeah. look at the wall because I bet there's Texas stuff and I didn't catch it. But I also I was wrote... glad I watched this one on my laptop and I think I really was like. Yeah. Really. You really, see every pixel. Really paying attention. <laughs> focused like a laser beam it's got so creepy um i did put something from that scene just when tim calls lila and chris is that his name matt zucri yes Mm -hmm. um bible thumpers (laughs) oh yeah that's i don't think that i think that might be a bible belt thing even though we are the bible thumpers but we also call each other that (laughs) call each other we go hey bible thumper bible thumper sunday um i thought that whatever i'm i always think this is so texas because it's like another thing that's inherent to the show but is foreign to me is that the high school football 
like progressions are on the radio. I just think it's funny. Like that that's <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's a high school yeah. football, but I know it's a big yeah. deal. I've seen this whole show. I know it's a big deal. But even still hearing Smash's drama, which is how Matt finds out about it on the radio. I'm like, oh, he's right. not listening to NPR. Like he's listening right. to, to, to gossip slam from his Sammy high school. Mead. Yeah. Right. Slam exactly. and Sammy Mead. Yeah. Can you imagine if we like found out about high school drama through the radio? Right. Like, oh, your classmate was suspended that. on the radio. It'd be like Potter Watch. I know. It'd be like so-and-so hooked up with so-and-so last weekend. Oh, Lady We'd Bridgerton. Be like, <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. Whistle down. The radio that, thing. Oh yeah, Lady Whistle Down. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what is it? <laughs> the radio <laughs> thing never stuck out to me, but I do think that they exaggerate it, especially like when there's a bunch of TV reporters and stuff like in the locker room, like during a pre. Uh, what's it? Oh my god. What is pre-game? it called when they like advance to the finals? Oh, the, the playoffs. The playoffs. Play- yeah, pre-playoff game. And they're like so intensely. I'm like, there is no way that this is prime time, right? And that they're prime gonna like go w. like put the screws to these like 17 year olds. <laughs> well, I the, know the journalists are not. You know, they haven't caught on to the dead body in the lake. I don't know in the river. I know. They need they need to make news. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. You that's think that's that such a good point. They never news. cover that story, but yeah. they cover they didn't Smash's cover. injury, like or not injury, but his you know suspension. They're weighing oh like gosh. like suspension of football player versus dead grifter. I guess. Right. <laughs> Football is more interesting. It's more interesting. Football like, is left. This yeah. is Dylan, y'all. Dead bodies wash up all the time. All day. All <laughs> day long. That's a Texas thing. Dead bodies. That's just yeah. how it is, y'all. Right. <laughs> it's like that uh, river or lake in The Irishman where they just throw the uh, murder weapons in. There's so many in it that the police don't even bother with it. That's so, like Dylan with the dead bodies. I am oh. from New Jersey, so I'm an expert about this. <laughs> yes. The, the New Jersey Meadowlands. You can, it's just a the swamp lands. area that you just know oh, it's for real. probably has secrets in there. Yeah, it's called the Meadowlands. Ooh. And um, yeah, whenever I'm like riding my train to go to the city over the Meadowlands, you just feel like Jimmy Hoffa's there. Like there are yes. secrets in that Mystery water. Abounds. There's secrets yeah. in that water. And then do you sing a little like Lion King, Meadowlands, like Shadowlands? <laughs> Maybe I will now. Please do. Yeah, you should. Also, did y'all like how, speaking of the radio, how Slam and Sammy Mead really wrapped up season two? He said, this season's been a real roller coaster. <laughs> I was like... Yes, it has. Hashtag Slammy. wild ride, Slammy. Wild ride. Wild I was ride. like, it almost felt like, like, obviously it wasn't on purpose because they didn't realize how chaotic it was probably until mm-hmm. after the fact, but it mm-hmm. felt like one of those like little winky jokes. Yes. That, uh, okay. There's one in, in Gilmore Girls that always throws me. I can't remember who says it, but yes, they say something like it? those girls talk too fast or they're talking about some <sighs> TV show or movie and they're like, right. I don't know. They just talk so fast. Um, and, like, and of course mm-hmm. the audience is like. Like us. That's our biggest complaint. This is why I have my (laughs) subtitles on. (laughs) Right, right. right. Um, Oh, I also did have the, as they pan up from the DMV, um, Mm -hmm. there's just like a field with all these tractors in it and the highway overpass. I was like, ah, Tejas. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that as well. We were just like, we were in Texas. We could we could tell, but there wasn't a lot of standout. I could feel it. No BBB this time, but maybe next time. In my bones. We'll get them. Texas was I all feel around. It in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Little Rufus Scrimger for you. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus 
Which was an even deeper reference way to describe that we are talking about love, actually. Oh, right. I, I knew. I knew. I was trying to come up with a joke about blue fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I didn't watch that movie this Christmas season, and it's weighing on me heavily. That I'm going to have to do a summertime viewing. I, I kind of agree. It feels wrong. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do – I felt like, obviously, since this Christmas was, you know, looked different, I, like, didn't do my normal things and – Or didn't do them all. So this year it's going to go. We're going to go big. Same, same. Yep, yep, yep. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm like always looking forward to Christmas. It's like March. I'm like, Christmas is seven months away. <laughs> yeah, June you have to celebrate June twenty fifth. It's Christmas is half birthday. And then it's wow. just closer from there. Fun. Pro tip. I think we did that at camp. That was we had like Christmas in July or whatever. Ooh, camp. that would be fun. Party. Yeah. Well well. Anywho. Well, well. Shall we? Anywho. I think we should film it up. I think I'm going to do Musician's Corner at the end, if Ooh. you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to play the, the scene because the scene's so cute with the yes. song that I'm... You, you, I have you a know. lot of feelings uh, about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just refraining right, from yes, freaking out. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Let's uh, review that tape. So, a couple of fun things for you guys this week. So, we had a lot of movie talk in this episode mm. Landry's talking to Gene and yes. he's trying to decide which is a more romantic movie Wrath of Khan or Jaws which <laughs> as someone who has personally used Jaws as a makeout movie more than once mm. I was oh. team Landry on this one but I did have to look up what Wrath of Khan was which I'm kind of yeah. embarrassed I'm not a very good nerd but it's just it's a Star Trek movie um from 1982 and it is like unanimously the fandom's favorite of all the star trek movies yeah everybody on the internet like goes bananas for it wow i think jaws is a more romantic movie because there's the element of danger absolutely yeah true but i'm kind of okay can we unpack this because i have a full explanation okay (laughs) first of all i am a frequent user well not these days maybe rewind to college Frequent user of scary movies and horror films in the mm. romantic department. Okay. For two reasons. And Jaws is the perfect, like, summation of all of these um, attributes. It's mm-hmm. spooky, so you get to be like, ah! But it's not, like, crazy scary. It's also kind of funny, like, when you see the robotic shark and it's super dated. And so, yes. like, it's goofy. But it's also a really fucking boring movie if you watch it on it the reg. It is kind of boring. It's yeah. long. It's really long yeah. and slow. Uh, there's only, like, a couple of times the shark is doing anything. A lot of it is, like, the ranger on the beach. Um, That's true. And so you're not really missing a lot of plot. There's just – it's got the best of both worlds. The I'm end. just, like, picturing, like, making out with someone and then, like, something popping out and, like, you know, biting – his tongue or something, you know. I don't think yeah, Gene me. and Landry were doing any making out. I don't think that they kissed. Yeah. They were. So yeah, I, I was, that was clearly their first kiss. Well, and they yeah. were like at a movie theater. I thought that he was like talking about what movie to put on, like that they were going to hang out at his house. Yeah. I know. I did too. No, Landry so innocent. That. He'll take someone. I mean, he killed someone, but he's innocent. <laughs> other ways. I mean, he is a murderer, <laughs> but like sexually, he's a little. He's prince. not legally. He's the nerd murderer. <laughs> The nerd murder. The nerd murder. He's the nerderer. Yeah. Nerderer. Oh my gosh, you have coined a new phrase. <laughs> yeah, that's him. So well, he was, I don't think that they were kissing that much. No. I don't think so either. 
But I just did like that little discussion um, because Jaws is one of my favorites. And I know that they meant it as a joke. So also when they're leaving the movie theater, the movie marquee, which, by the way, was like definitely an Alamo draft house, Hundo P. Um, But the movie marquee uh, said The Kingdom, which is a Peter Berg movie from 2007 that had Jamie Foxx and Jennifer Gardner and cameos from Kyle Chandler and Minka Kelly. So, wow. like, Incredible. if you think about it, in this world where the kingdom is also being shown at that theater, like, Landry and Tyra are living in a world where Kyle Chandler and Minka Kelly also exist and are in that movie. Wait, <laughs> my head hurts. It's <laughs> so meta. So, so meta. meta. Wow. Uh, you guys Peter, would like that. Sly Fox. <laughs> you sly little dog. Thought y'all would enjoy that little brain pretzel. Yes. That's so fun. Um, let's see what else. Oh, hello and welcome to Mindy, our beloved Stacy Oristano. Yes. Who, girl, I've DM'd girl, you so many times. We're Get your waiting. butt on the show. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. Let's Anyways, we love her. We know her from a few episodes of Shameless, but mostly from Bunheads. And she's a huge Gilmore Girls fan and was a frequent guest on the podcast Gilmore Guys with Kevin T. Border, who we've had on the show. Among other gillies. Um, oh, and I did have a fave frame this episode. I thought there were a lot of really beautiful shots. This one was definitely had a more cinematic feel to it than we've seen in a while. Yeah, which I was I really excited about. It really felt like season one, this ep, in a lot of ways that I'll wait to get into. But visually, yeah. for sure. And so my fave frame... It was a tough choice, but I landed on 4220 when it actually pans to a wide shot, which we know they use pretty infrequently. So we know when they are showing something in a wide stance like that, that um, it was very intentional. And Smash is just standing alone in the locker room crying after the whole team leaves. <gasps> that uh, was my that favorite too. shot was amazing. Yeah. yeah it was he just looked so team. slumped over the way he was standing, the way that it just like cut to wide and you could just see the emptiness of the room. Uh, it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. And then, oh, I wrote, my heart is deadeth. <laughs> In response to that. <laughs> yeah. It was oh. a good one. And then this episode was directed by Dean White, who is a new guy. He only does oh, like cool. one more episode uh, early in season three, but he is famous from the shield, which I've never watched, but he did a bunch of that. And then has just done like sporadic episodes of shows here and there. Like he did uh, one episode of pretty little liars, one episode of pushing daisies. Oh, he it's also did one and done once upon a time, which I remember commercials for that show. It was like a like fantasy series, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a, uh, what's her face? That girl. That I really like with the, with the unicorns. That's it. That's, and he's just not that into you. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer, the one. Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin. Yes. Ah, yes. She's so cute. I love her. She is really cute. Yeah, this he was great. He should he should have done more. Who? The director. Oh, yeah. Dean. He killed it. Yeah, I thought it was an awesome episode. Um, yeah. But we will see him again early season three, so he's not totally gone. But yeah, I thought I, I thought did. it was a great ep. Is the shield Marvel? I don't I don't remember. That's okay. And I'm not one of those Marvel people. I'm not either, but I I feel like it goes with like Marvel's The Shield or something. I feel like it, I remember it being like commercials being on at the same time as Heroes and stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember. 
Yeah. Oh, no. Know. Sorry. It's not Marvel. This is like an L.A. police show. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a drama. Real time. Fact check. <laughs> over. Over and out. Over and now. over and out on my film section. That's it. Lovely. Well, y'all, let's get into this up because it was so freaking good. I agree. <sighs> Such a step up from the last episode. I was very step up the last streets. episode yeah step up to the streets last episode was a bummer yeah. because i felt like we'd finally gotten like really on the other side of all those shitty storylines and then they still like weren't hitting the mark so it was yeah. just kind of a bummer but this episode just really in so many ways felt like a season one Ep. yeah this is one of my favorites of the series i think like not like top yeah. five but definitely one of my favorites i feel like yeah. it's definitely so like a vintage Ep. it's one i remember yeah. Yeah, I remembered it too. Looking back, I was like, oh, there were a lot of moments that I had latched on to, like yep. poor Matt in the shower and Landry and Tyra. Yes. But it was good sad. Good one it was sad. I just wanted to give Matt a hug. I, I know. know. Yeah, he had a rough go of it this episode. And I felt like it was really valid and believable. Yeah. yeah. He needs a hug and a parent. Yes. <laughs> he needs yes. both. He needs a guardian. Lorraine. <laughs> Yeah, You're not Lorraine, she's not there. She's just, she's, she's just like, it's French toast Tuesday. Yeah, she doesn't even know. know how to cut French toast. Like, that's where she's at. She needs that's help. That's where she's at. I know. Yeah. I was, like, looking at the wide shot when Matt's leaving for school. The house is super clean. And I'm like, is Matt, like, scrubbing the toilets and, like, vacuuming under the beds? Steaming the curtains? Like, that was this house would be gift. a shame. Yes. Carlotta just yeah. deep cleaned the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it tracked, too, because at first I was kind of like, when when was the episode where Matt and Carlotta broke up? I think that was like two episodes ago or three episodes ago. But it felt kind of real because it feels like Matt hasn't dealt with it yet. So he was like kind of just like, okay, she's gone, whatever. I'm going to focus on football. And now he's finally letting it eat away at him. And so I felt like the timing of that felt good, too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So we open with Matt and Lorraine. Um obviously not killing it <laughs> and not right. thriving. Although it's the most of Lorraine that we've seen in a while. Yeah. I feel like Grant. you say that every time you're like, Lorraine's here. I'm like, she was here last time. Well, but think nothing about ever season happens one. with her. Yeah. She had like yeah, her yeah. own storylines in season one. Yeah. This was definitely a Lorraine heavy ep for her. Yeah. Her storyline, she just gets sicker. <laughs> like that's a certain point <laughs> when it comes with Lorraine. She just keeps doing worse. Except for when they need her to be coherent. They're like, oh, yeah. this time she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Turn her on quickly, quickly. No, but I mean, she's, at least she's like so cute. Like she makes right. me. She is. And the hat and the cuter she is and the more positive it is, it's also like very bittersweet because she can't give Matt what he needs like at all like any support yeah. she's totally clueless she keeps like triggering him by bringing up his older ex-girlfriend and like I you know. know the poor guy he's so busy making scrambled eggs for her and no one <laughs> no one's making scrambled eggs for him right you know who's making him scrambled eggs or whatever or however he takes his eggs yeah he's doing Matt, that no one's making benedict arnold eggs benedict arnold eggs benedict arnold i forgot the word <laughs> And this is obviously way later, but I, Carly, I, I did feel like, I feel like you said this about Lorraine, like, um, like, or this is a trope with like old ladies that they can be a little witchy or something. And she's like, she's like, help Matt, he needs you or something. It was kind of like a little like 
Dumbledore moment or something where Coach is like, okay, <laughs> I got it. Like he, she's like so senile and like runs out, but she's like, she's like, Matt needs you right oh, now. Oh, but then like, yeah, but then she like knows. You yes, know. yes, yes, yeah. She <laughs> that conveniently knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she does kind of drop hints sometimes. Like she's pretty aware of yeah. what's going on. Like when Carlotta left, and she just kind of looks at Matt quietly, and she's like, she really wanted to say bye to you. Yeah. And then in this episode, she's like, mm-hmm. I she think knew Matthew they were banging. Needs your help. Yeah, yeah and, and she that was said kind of something sweet. She said something to him like, "Why did she leave? I don't remember exactly." And then Matt like gives her a look and. I yeah. think she knew. I think she knew yeah. there was something happening. Even if she didn't, couldn't verbalize it, like, you pick up on that stuff. Yes. Although it did kind yeah. of bother me that he wasn't just, like, her family needed help because that is why, why she left. Right, right. Unless we were supposed to believe that was a lie. No, I think he's just being bitter and doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. But, yeah, and I, I do think, like, you're saying, like, she kind of has a sense. Like, I think in probably her innocent grandma mind, she's not like, oh, they were sleeping. <laughs> she's like, mind. she's like, oh, you know, she's like, probably like, oh, Matt probably had a crush on her. Like, he, yes. she probably doesn't think anything maybe happened, but she, like, knows that he likes her. Yeah. She didn't know that they got down to their Livestrong bracelets. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she deflowered him. Oh, yeah. I always forget. Prima nocta. <laughs> Michael, do you know what that is? <laughs> Prima nocta. Um, Prima nocta. I loved when, um, and then when he leaves, he she, um, he goes, be good. She was like, oh, be yeah, good. That was I'll good. try. Was <laughs> she wasn't. She let, Next time they saw each other, it was in the hospital. Right, right. She did not know that. That's true. That was a good <laughs> foreshadowing. All right, y'all. Did y'all, well, did y'all learn how to drive with mom or dad? Yeah, I wrote... Just lots of PTSD around there. My house, yes. my dad is the one who actually instructed us on how to drive. Mm-hmm. My mom also educated us in a different way of fear and showing you what not to do. <laughs> fear and intimidation. As, as someone that has been in the car with your mother. Is she, does she have road rage? I feel your pain. Independently of her driving instruction, Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, in her driving ex- instruction, yes. <laughs> like the the like banging on the window, like <laughs> like she's such a psychopath driver. It was the most terrifying part of my life to date. Was learning oh to gosh. drive with my mother in the car. <laughs> I'm sure she also felt the same. Like it was the most terrifying part of my life to date, being stuck in a remote, moving vehicle with multiple 15 year olds you know, multiple times. I mean, I'm just trying to like yes, see it from the definitely. parents. Because when you're a kid, you're like, totally. just teach me how to drive. What's so scary? And yeah. now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't want to be dr- being driven by a 15-year-old. By a 15-year-old? Yeah. yeah. And they're literal babies and cars are terrifying. Yeah. Like I would yeah. be absolutely horrified. I'm sure I'll be crazy. Watching my like tiny child, 15-year-old child get behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, just so they can drive away from you in the end. Right? You're just yeah. giving them the keys to their future Which, wow, so they can run in her engine. Yeah, she does mm. not want Julie to drive Getting away. Out of Dodge. Even though Julie drives her nuts. Um, no, my, uh-huh. my parents. Drives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this brought up a Skirt. lot of memories. I think it's good to outsource it. If you can get someone else to teach your kid how to drive. Yeah, I went to it's driver's too ed. Personal. It's way better. Why did driver's ed too, but you have to clock like a certain amount of hours at home or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, my my mom thankfully was just like, 
you're going to learn it with your dad because we will kill each other. So I did drive with my mom some, but my dad like taught me. Mm-hmm. But I, I do remember, um, you know how you'd like, your mom would drive you around and be like, can I just drive home? Like this, it's yeah. like close. You're still yeah. learning. And we were in our like big Yukon and I like get in the front and I'm like, the Yukon. like Monica and I got the chair oh, This slowly. is a Texas thing, learning how to drive what? in Suburbans. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I'm, I'm just like moving up the chair and I, mom <laughs> yeah. kind of looks at me and I go, I was like, I know. I, I think I was like, I know I'm small, but I this. <laughs> so it's just like I'm just like I know I'm lifting small. it up. I'm like, I'm like, can I reach the pedals? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Okay, wait. What's everyone's like best learning to drive story? I've already told it on here, so y'all go. Um, yeah. I, well, yeah. Once I was learning how to drive. <laughs> Um, and I made a left-hand turn, but I was like a little slow and this guy gave me the finger and my mom said, follow him. (laughs) So I followed him home. So I followed him home and I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. She was like, go do it. She's an Aries. So I followed him (laughs) home and he lived in my town and she got out of the car. She had me parked. She got out of the car and she yelled at him. She said, my daughter's learning how to drive. She didn't do anything wrong. And then she said, do you know who I am? I'm the mayor of this town. She's not. Oh, she, she's, she's not. not. The mayor. Plot twist. She isn't. I don't know. The narrator. She, she was that. not the mayor. I, That's I amazing. Like, I want to tell people I'm awesome. the mayor. But also, like, she was in her town. Like, the guy just clearly, I guess, wasn't paying any attention. But it was, yeah. I was good. I felt protected. My mom was a good, she taught me how to drive. She was a good yeah. person to have by her by my side i'm i'm grateful on the wheel (laughs) i love hilarious that's a great story um i learned the like driving the times that you do drive with the dmv driver or whatever for you know you have to do like highway and like downtown or whatever highway was the scariest i had my beloved at the time in my driver's ed class we took driver's ed together it's very romantic and we signed up for the same we would sign up for the same driving day or whatever and so you we did our highway driving was? yes it was <laughs> oh of course what a cutie little sweet bb and we lived in the same neighborhood so we'd like go practice together and like our oh, first yeah. date was the highway driving uh day and it Amazing. was you know not a great place to chat and real no. boring I loved the country driving section. Yeah. It was like you're just in the middle of nowhere, and you that was just go Texas. <laughs> yes, that was just yeah. That's so fun. I want that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where's my country driving course? Where's my country driving? I, I will say though, way. as y'all know, music is very important to me. So I had like the CD burned and ready and sequenced for when for I was like birthday. sixteen, and Same. I could drive. I and first of all, I was driving song. to school. Yes. And I was laughing out loud because I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, I could just like drive this car anywhere I want. Like, what? I'm free. I'm free. But my the first song I chose was I'm Not Over by Carolina Liar. That was my jam. Oh, oh man. I love that song. That was track one. Yeah. Ooh, let's play a little bit of it. Also, Did you have out. yours? What? My driving song? Like, do you, do you remember what your driving song was? I think it was maybe The Shins or something. Ooh, wow. probably. Or it could have been Ring the Alarm. Beyonce, well, very different vibe, but also great. I'm just thinking of what I was obsessed with. Just picture this, y'all. You're 16, behind the wheel. Always make me think of that movie with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. Yes. What happens in Vegas? Yes, I love that movie. Okay, man, I'm gonna jam to that later. Wow, that's trying to believe. All right, y'all. I'm just gonna leave you with that. I know you're gonna have to listen to it now. (laughs) 
I do. I gotta add that to my spring playlist. That was a good one. Mm. Okay, what do we think about Matt's um, disobedience in art class? Oh my gosh, it was so. I was. I. I can't believe our Matt, our good boy. I know. He used that language to a lady. Oh, he, that's how you know he's in crisis. Matt is in yes. crisis. Landry was yeah. right. He's an at-risk youth. Yeah. <laughs> Landry's the opposite. Landry drinks two things of milk with his lunch. He's the I didn't at notice risk that. Youth. He has strong bones. Um, no, did y'all notice when he speaking said Speaking as this? someone who got two milks Matt, at lunch. Oh, where are you going? That's correct. Matt, we have Spanish class in the eight minutos. Screw it. <laughs> oh we have a lot of good landry this episode yes i have a lot of little little clips he's so funny lance yeah Um, i I literally forget that lance Lance landry you like (laughs) Um, yeah i it shocks me every time when he says bitch like i'm like audibly like oh my god if that happened in my high school everyone in the room would go like it would be like steve harvey live audience up in there yeah i I apologize like the class is surprisingly calm about it i think he clearly is having he's having some issues around women i think right now it seems like he's dealing he's dealing with a lot he feels abandoned i don't know yeah the thing is though the teacher doesn't know any of that she just feels like shit so yeah obviously from both sides (laughs) yeah i know i know yeah obviously wasn't cool but i know he's struggling yeah, she's got to make kids draw flowers all day. Have some sympathy. Yeah, and doesn't get paid enough. <laughs> Am I right? But yeah, I did love his bitch line. I wanted him to uh, him to say, did I stutter? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He he can't follow through with being a punk. He yeah. can be a punk for like 24-hour span, maybe 36 with yeah. Tim Riggins' help. But you could tell he was just going <laughs> to bounce back to being sweet. That stutter is yes. going to come right back, y'all. Yeah, yes. it's true. <laughs> when we didn't of, hear it most of the episode until yeah. it cuts to the car and he's on the phone with the hospital and he's like, Matt Searson, like oh, saying his gra- name. Grandson. Yeah. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Maybe. He just needs to be bad to get rid of the stutter. <laughs> or yeah. maybe just when he drinks, his stutter goes away. True. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the opposite of what normally happens. Yes. Um, wait, but really quick, um, talking about Stanley. I So, Alana, <laughs> surprise, we um, interviewed Corinna Williams about oh, Mama Smash. It's coming out on about Friday. She's the we best did. actress in the show. She, right? she was freaking amazing. so good. Yeah, she was awesome. Good. You'll get to hear a couple of them <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> Yes, she, she has like great stories. She, she cried. She just like gets herself worked up. Like in yeah, full mom awesome. goes into full mama smash. We were like in awe. She was amazing. Yes. But oh I was gosh. editing it and she goes, um, she said something about how she improved. Have you lost your mind? And I just reflexively was like, because I'll help you, <laughs> you find, find it. it. But that's Stanley. <laughs> so I cut it out of the episodes. We're good. <laughs> But I remember doing that and being like, oh, my God, that's Stanley. Like, I remember hearing that fine, and but... laughing because I thought you were just making an office ref. Yes. I, I, but I, it was unintentional. So oh, anyway. Have you lost your mind? Because I'll help Because I'll help it. you find it. Hello. <laughs> okay. okay uh, so, what did y'all think about? Yeah. Go. What did y'all think about Jean's weird confrontation of Tyra? How I actually liked Jean? it. You liked it? I think she's got to be younger because uh, I can't remember specifically, but in the last episode, Landry is telling Tyra about her and he's like, yeah, maybe she skipped a couple grades or something like she's he said something like that. And we know that she's super smart because he said that. 
She looks I'll like a middle aged yeah, vampire. She looks like if yeah. Kirsten Dunn's character of in- Interview the Vampire <laughs> was like from 2007. You're like, so she's otherworldly. So, but anyway, okay, sorry. I interrupted <laughs> you. What were you saying? You, you like the confrontation. Take from here. Yeah. <laughs> no, she does. She does. And she looks almost like a modern day vampire with Alice or whatever, the, twi- the tiny yes, one. Yes, albino oh, Alice. The, oh, the albino best one. Alice. Yeah. Albino Alice. Yes. Well, this is just albino Jean with dreads. Yes. No, but why did you liked it? You liked the conversation. I did. I thought it was fair. Like, I think it's obvious. I liked her confidence. I think it was really gave her, I think it gave her character dimension in a way that women watching that scene are going to kind of bristle to that um, and be like, oh, okay. And kind of not to know whether or not we like her or not. But then she's really cute and sweet. And I just, I thought it was really well done. I really liked it. Yeah, I love it. I remember that as being one of like that shocked me when I watch it because I'm like, oh, you can do that. You can be that assertive and emotionally intelligent and kind and like well spoken at mm-hmm. that young an age. And I thought it was a really interesting and almost subversive way of showing how women can talk to each other. Like I remember um, the guy who's rebooting the Gossip Girl. He was like, we're not having cat oh, yeah. fights, which is like kind of not fun. Yes. But I'm like, oh, this is like the anti. <laughs> this is like the anti cat fight. Kind of boring. Like if you're yeah. not gonna yeah. have cat fights, then you need to have something this intelligent and like elevated because this yeah. is really modeling good behavior. And I don't think I would have had the balls to do that when I was her age. Oh, um, not when I was that Jean. age. Good yeah, for Jean. Yeah, I think no, it's good like, for Jean. Push on Tyler. Don't right. be afraid of her. But I mostly just think it was good writing because it elicits yeah. that sort of like reaction, particularly I feel like for women. And I just thought it was made her character so. They could have made her, like, totally one-dimensional, just, like, the one who's pulling Landry away from Tyra. But they, like, totally fleshed her out in a really simple way by little moments like this to where we understand that she's, like, oh, a little aggressive. But also we respect it and we kind of like her and it's just like pretty complex. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan of emotional intelligence and confidence and all that. And I, I mean, I do think it's, it was, yeah, it was impressive. I think my thing was just like, was it necessary? Like, why did, why does she need, like, it's not like Tyra and Landry were like this long couple and she needs to like, it was just kind of like, just go for it with Landry. And if he likes you and is over Tyra, like it'll be fine. I just didn't think like she needed to be like, do you still like him? Because I like him. Like, back off. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think Tyra is the shark in Jaws. I think Tyra <laughs> is just otherworldly. Yes. She knows yes. Tyra's competition. And I, I'm yeah. almost like watching it. I'm like, wow, it's amazing that you think you can compete with her, which is bad. I shouldn't yeah. be thinking that. But Tyra, I know, in my but head, is so otherworldly. I love that complexity. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like, oh, man, like you're setting yourself up for a battle. But... I, I do think she's being realistic. Like Tyra, yeah. I, I think of Tyra, you know, the Eternals that came out. I think of her as an Eternals. Like she is not yes. of this realm. And it's almost like a man like Lantry, you know, you can't, you, who could blame him for like, she has like power over men. And that's what she and her mom talk yeah. about. She knows she yeah. has it. And so Jean is like, look, she's I know that you have this. I know that you can <laughs> take my man. Time. Yeah, she knows. See, I thought of it as kind of like a. She's a vulture. I thought of it as like a Jolene situation. I think she can sniff yes. out the fact that mm. t- that Landry is her little puppy dog, and that yes. she is on and off the fence about him. And she's like, you know what? I gen- I'm just let me see if I can connect with her on a personal level. I genuinely yes. like this guy, so let him off the line if if you don't want. Um, Wait, guys, are we going to start calling her Joe Jean? Yeah, Joe Jean. Yes. Yes. Jolene moment. 
Jochi. Except that Jolene would technically be Tyra. Jolene. Oh, She's singing to Jolene. 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 Don't my man. Tyra would I don't know. I'm still going to call her Jojean. She would never the, beg. Yeah, yes. Jolene. Wait, what, and, that's why Jolene didn't sing the song. She's out there banging the dude. What did you, what oh, did you coin Jolene, Elena right. earlier? Yeah. What? What did you coin earlier? Oh, Nick, Nickel, something about Nickelback? Oh, no, the Nerderer? No, the... The murderer. Oh, the murderer <laughs> and just has to also be the accompanied, like, the murderer. Yes. The murderer. Right. Um, we are all Jolene, pointing right? with one finger. <laughs> and we, you can't see us. Jojean. 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 But speaking of Jojean, her fashion choices were a little interesting. <gasps> fashion. fashion. Yeah, okay. they set her up to yeah. fail. She actually had a cute little face. This is like one of those <laughs> I know. moments in the 90s I know. movies. Well, and she's beautiful. We're also going to interview her. Um, oh, yeah, I looked at her, her profile. She's hot. Yeah, she like, looks up. completely different. <laughs> she's hot. Well, we can she say is. she's hot. If, if you I got know, but it, I'd like to like, not, you know, objectify her until after I meet her. Okay, sure, fair, sure, fair, sure. Fair, fair. So, yeah, they made her look very weird. And her jeans were very baggy. Did y'all notice that? Yes, but remember that being like a little punk thing? Yeah. I know, but it felt a little overdone. Yeah, it was a little, you know, aggressive. Yeah. They could have just made her look like a human, not like a baggy. (laughs) (laughs) She looked so old and so young at the same time. No, right? Like a a piano teacher that Benjamin buttoned. (laughs) Yeah, because the way she talks to Tyra is like she's 38 Miranda from Sex and the City. tiny (laughs) and tyra's towering over her i know it's so funny yeah i did interesting matchup i do think the thin frame glasses are like on point like girls like that in high school wore glasses like that it was it's like a law of nature (laughs) i know that's i think that's what bothers me it's like when they're artsy they're artsy i'm like can they just be like a little artsy like come on they do seem to kind of frequently miss the mark on that like "Quote unquote demographic." Even with Matt yeah. later, as they flesh out his like artsy side, like yeah, this is, yeah, this is the first time we see him like in art class and stuff. But um, it, they're always like a little off tone. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Speaking as an artsy kid, right? I I know. I feel a little offended. I'm like, you don't have to go a hondo. Um, but I also liked. I thought Tyra's little um, sports zip up was cute when she came oh, to the Tyra's outfits are amazing this episode right? Ty- volleyball tyra is one of the most like electrically <laughs> like, yes. like alive because she yes. has purpose she's using her body for something other than seducing men i mean no right? that, that's a fine thing to do but she, she like do, she, has yeah. value she's yeah. not just she she should go out in the world and go kick ass and i think volleyball is like the first step it you gives you her see. like credence yeah, outside that of that. the people mm-hmm. that are orbit around the, the, her exactly yeah. she's just like on her own doing her thing i want to like bottle it. up that energy and like drink it every morning i'm like i need I, that i want a little yeah, i want to be tired spiking a ball yeah yes yes the yep. whole time that any scene where she's playing volleyball in her tiny little volleyball uniform i just want to cut the sound and hear electric boogaloo the whole time <laughs> <laughs> i know julie makes fun of the outfits and i'm like julie you, i wish i looked good in one of those outfits i know like, julie was a jealous little bitch this whole yes. episode okay yeah she let's get out of, of the uniforms to that Oh, wait, I did have one thing, though. I didn't like Tyra's okay. little tank top or wife beater. Are we not allowed? We shouldn't call them Yeah. That. What are they called now? I know. I know we shouldn't. Uh, white tank white, top. The white former wife beater tank top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the tank formerly known as wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the PC version. Uh, yeah. And those are popular again now. And I still don't like them. No. 
is are you sirony? What Carly? a terrible name yeah, for but an article of clothing. Yeah, but it seems to just be. No, I know. I'm just it's gone now again. I'm just kind of like noticing it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So okay. When, oh, sorry. When... I had one more. I actually did have. A oh, sorry. Okay. Things. I'm realizing yes, it now. Yes, yes. Um, I did like this little subtle moment when Tyra's at the Taylor's house and they're looking at the yearbook and it's kind of off screen dialogue. And she's like making fun of Tammy in this old yearbook. And she's like, oh, you had a perm. And they kind of like tease each other. She says about a mullet, that. actually. She goes, you but had then a mullet. Later, she she goes, goes, oh, I know, cute. but then, yeah, she says mullet. And then she goes, she's like talking to Gracie Bell. And she's like, you liked your mom with a perm or whatever. <laughs> oh, she's like, says I both. think it was oh, maybe, funny. I bet it was like an 80s, like permed mullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the good old perm. perm- you know. Yeah, yeah. permalink. She could pull it off. The but imagine having that hair and doing anything to it. I mean, <laughs> that come was on. Oh my god! In my mind. Like, Seriously. Oh, don't touch it. Leave it. Leave it. No touchy. It. I want to snip it off of her head, like entangled, like the witch does. <laughs> yeah, I want to put her in a tower and become that woman. I have yes. the hair to be that woman. So you do. Got whatever her name is. Got- Gotha. Gothel. <laughs> Gothel. My niece Gothel? is four years old right now. So. <laughs> do you know that? You know, well, you figured this out by now. But they're in- imprisoned in a kingdom called Corona. She's like quarantined oh, in this I know. town called Corona. <laughs> oh my god! I watched it like recently with my niece. Um, and we, my sister and I were like, wait, what is the witch's name? So we like paid attention. It's Mother Gothel. But yeah. then, yeah, we wow. were laughing at the Corona thing. We're like, that never was even on my radar before. <laughs> Why would it be? Right. Just Why? means crown in Latin. Oh, wow. As Monica and I would know. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Coronation. Yeah. Corona. Corona. Oh, yeah. yeah. Corona. Any more fashion notes? Or can I talk about Julie being a brat? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's bitch about Julie. Okay. Well, Okay, when, when uh, Tyra first come o- comes over and Julie's just standing in the doorway and then she's like, well, dinner was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then she's like pawing at Tyra. She's like, do you want to go do our pre-cal homework? Do you pre homework in the bed- <laughs> bedroom? <laughs> it's like, shut up. Oh my God, Amy T. Garden's never coming on this podcast. I know. She's going to listen fine. and be like, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Sorry, um, Amy, we do love you. But I did, I will say, I mean, this is skipping kind of to the end when she comes home and she like storms in her room and I'm like, Oh my God. And then she's like, I was waiting at the DM for you for an hour and mm-hmm. you didn't pick me up. I was like, okay, she can be mad. And yeah. and she wasn't like screaming yeah. like she normally is. Like I did actually feel like her angst was warranted, but she's just Julie. So she's annoying. Yeah, I no, agree. I think that was smart. Like the way they definitely subverted my expectations. I don't know if they knew totally. how much audiences didn't like Julie, but it was like, oh, right. wow, Tammy messed up. Like, I think that was such a good yeah. tables have turned because it had been leading up to us not believing Julie. Yes. And thinking she's so whiny, but actually she did have a point. She wasn't getting to spend any time with her mom. Like she missed her mom and she didn't know how to express it the same way that Matt was felt abandoned what and you didn't know how to does. express it. Yeah. Right. They're both like kids. I mean, it's a reminder that, you know, she really is a teenager. Right. Totally. It reminded me yeah. of like myself at that age, which is one of totally. the reasons it's so annoying. But I do think I know I'm just like, based <laughs> on like the other complexities of the writing in this episode in particular, it makes me think that they really did like play up her obnoxiousness intentionally mm-hmm. to um really make that moment at the end when she says I was waiting for an hour, like a punch in the gut, because we just like, uh, you just hate her the whole episode. Right. Right. I know it was effective. Even the mom, even Tammy complained a little bit about her. She said something to coach Taylor. Like, I know our daughter's a pain in the ass. She didn't say that, but (laughs) when they were talking in the car. Yeah. 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 
Like it was as as much of a dig as Tammy was going to get about Julie. So, but I love the way that Tammy, you know, immediately apologized and made it right. Like that was such a good yeah. example. Yep. I agree. I, I but w- what was weird, which just a little Tammy time, I just thought, you know, just her little subtlety when she goes, I want to check in with you about that. I mean, for one thing, she goes, I want to check in about that, about the volleyball. Just kind of gets kind of <laughs> quiet. And it was just like so Connie. But about why? She doesn't actually think she wants to be on the volleyball team, right? Like, why? Why did she start it I, that way? Like, she could have been like, are you jealous that I'm spending a lot of time with Tyra? Like, I kind of that was thought, weird. and I made a note, I think that, I think it was one of the few flaws of this episode is that yeah. it was not believable to me that Tammy would not understand why Julie was, like, frustrated and, like, right. cut and, like, kind of demean her feelings like that. She's the school, ther- like, that's her thing is, like, reading these thing. kids and understanding where they're coming from. And so, it, yeah, but it wasn't ironic enough. Like, I thought it was maybe just mistake because and I also really didn't find it believable that she would like forget about her driving test either honestly I know yeah I agree and I I didn't know if it was like a a kind of a tactic to like actually get to the root of it like knowing that she doesn't actually want to be the volleyball team but it it felt like a misstep more than an intentional thing so I would agree with that that was the one one flaw I think they were playing it up but I think it was just like too much maybe yeah and maybe she did want to be on the volleyball team. Like, I also got the feeling maybe she wanted her mom to force her to be on the volleyball team. Like, maybe she yeah, wanted she, to be she wanted. She and Tyra did the powder puff thing together. Yeah, I True. know. Yeah, Julie is a little athletic. She's a dancer. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I caught that mm. feeling. I was like, oh, I, I didn't know if the show knew what Julie wanted. Like, maybe she did want that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. To me, I kind of read it as, and this is like 1,000% me projecting my childhood onto the show. But that's why we love TV. is I was thinking that she was mostly just so like she and Tammy have had all of these issues, mother daughter relationship issues for this, the whole time we've known them. And then Tyra walks in and is like buddy, buddy on a friendship level that Julie can't get to with her mom. And she's like asking her about boys and just being, she's like a peer Mm -hmm. for her mom. And I think that she was more jealous of like the casualness and like, the access she was getting to her mom like emotionally and on a friendship level. And she was just like, that would frustrate me at that age when like all you get to do is fight with your mom because she's your mom. Yeah. Um, The other person just gets to walk in and out. But it's that total unfair jealousy of, yeah, I don't tell you anything about boys, but I also want you to somehow know and also, you know, like that weird, like it, it, and that's what makes you even more frustrated because you're like, I actually don't really want this friendship level but like i I hate you and don't want to hang out with you but also (laughs) if you find another it's so unfair i will be jealous i will kill them yes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely that's such a good read i think that 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 was there she 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 definitely wants tyra for herself and she wants her mom for herself like she wants both of them she wants an older sister and she wants a mom but she doesn't want the older sister and the mom to have a friendship she doesn't want to be the odd man out yeah, like she could have won by just letting it happen and and becoming yeah. part of their dynamic. She alienated herself fr- from that dynamic, which obviously makes sense. She's a kid, but and she you know, sees it herself as the baby, and that's her like fear. Yeah, yeah. and so she makes it happen, as yeah. we do when we manifest negativity. Exactly. Um, I did write this fun little note that I forgot to read uh, when Jean smooches Landry um, mm-hmm. in front of Tyra. 
I wrote Landry loves Jean or Landry and Jean K I S S I S S I P P I. Shepard. I just watched that Parks episode. That is Andy. Um, I think season five. It's when um, Ron meets his future wife, Tammy. No, Diane. Diane. Um, can we please play the Tim and Matt scene? Yes. Hang it. It's the best. Okay. My favorite. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, he helps Matt he uh, unleash his worst behavior. It's inspiring. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, of course he does. Like yep. that's what Tim's that's what for. The perfect guide. Planet for he's the Miyagi. Exactly. <laughs> he's the Miyagi, the Miyagi of, of binge, trauma. binge drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, also loved that Matt was drinking lemon drops. I know. <laughs> he's like, you're gonna barf. <laughs> I would if I was drinking this. I know. All right, sorry, y'all. Also, best Tim line in this, my favorite is when he goes, oh, I always skip Wednesdays. <laughs> Same. That is one of my favorite Tim lines of all time. QB1, skipping school again. Yeah, well, yesterday just kind of turned into today, so what about you? I always skip Wednesdays. <laughs> Seriously, what's the deal with the bike, though? Nothing. What are you going to do? Now, I was thinking, you know, hit the museum, yoga, library for a bit. Then again, I might just <laughs> do the use. I mean. Want to go for a beer? Hey, everybody, sit yourself down. <laughs> How did you know that we were going to get cars in here? <laughs> oh, Charlie? He'll never card, man. He's old school. Yeah. Charlie is so unenthusiastic. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so, uh, so like stupid kids. Alright, yeah. And then we have that great moment of him going over to Chris and um Lila. It's like that's so right. great. Which also man. like Chris and Lila do their Bible study at this bar. <laughs> I know. Well they they're just grabbing lunch, but it felt like a weird lunch spot. I was like they'd probably go to the, you know, the diner where they're always at. Yeah. Bible thumpers are going to be at Applebee's. Come on, their Bible. That's where all the Bible thumpers go. Oh my God, it's amazing. Speaking of fashion, just to go back, how tired uh, Lila's outfits have changed ever since she's become a Bible thumper. Like she's dressed so Mm, modestly. Her little sweater. Yeah, Mm -hmm. her little straight out of a watch. Remember? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. A movie I also recently rewatched. Oh my God, so good. Yeah, it was as amazing as I remembered. Yeah, all switchfoot music. Love it. So, yeah, I thought the bar scene was adorable. And I like that Tim has taken Matt under his drunk little wing. (laughs) I mean, I like it. And I was really amused. But I was like, oh, this is like a bad. This is like why you have to watch who your kid is friends with or who you're friends with. Because I think if Tyra, if Lila hadn't shown up. I guess he knew she was going to show up, but if, if she hadn't shown up, then they just would have stayed there. And who knows what, what could have happened to his life if he'd missed one more practice. Um, I know. Because Tim's life is, yeah. is a slippery slope. He's so- I do love that. Um, I'm just looking to see if I wrote down the time code. Oh, I think I do have it. Um, when Landry is talking to Matt, like that's even though Lorraine is senile, at least we have Landry coming in to mm-hmm. be like, what is going on with you? Like, is Tim Riggins your buddy now? Like, right. uh, you're an at-risk youth. Like, I loved that <laughs> yeah. scene. And it was refreshing because I was getting worried. 
Yeah. Yes. Tim Riggins is like the opposite of what you need if you're an escort. You because he that's what he is. He's an enabler. Um, yeah, he's an enabler. Right. And it, but clearly Matt idolizes him, and I think all the guys. Yeah. To a certain degree, must. I think he says something like, you're so even-keeled. And then after when Lila shows up, some cracks begin to form in Tim's Mm -hmm. like even-keeled demeanor. He's not as even-keeled as he seems, I guess. But it is cool to see like – because the way the audiences perceived him is probably the same as people in his life perceive him, which is kind of fun to know. Totally. Well, and I loved when Matt was like, you know, I should be more like you. Like, you just, like, can get any girl you want. And you just see Tim's face fall because he's not getting the girl he wants right yeah. now. Like, he's getting everybody else. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was really, really well done because it just shows the carefreeness that you just you want to just always be in, but you can't. And especially someone like Matt, who's so sensitive and just, like, has to embrace his sensitivity. And this is just him rebelling against it. But I also yeah, love when... this is big um, steam blow off. <laughs> Yes. He looks at Tim and Chris and Lila and Matt goes, Shalom. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did he? That was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He did have a couple of weird, funny lines when he was drunk that yes. I really only think that I caught because I had subtitles on. Um, like when when his phone rings, when the stripper's giving him a lap dance or whatever, and he's like making jokes about how he's vibrating. And then he like pulls oh, his phone out. And he, uh, he, I can't remember what he said, but he said he just said a couple of like funny weird. He things. was saying weird things. Yeah. I was like, I kind of don't want closed caption on because Matt's like Matt's innocent. Being and I don't want to really hear. Scary. He's being really weird. <laughs> Guys. I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, I did love him uh, unraveling a bit. I think it tracks, yes. and it was the school of Tim Riggins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not well, quite the even school just of hard knocks, but. Right. This is just like the tiniest detail. But when he like, Matt like uh, finishes his beer, like he like downs it and then he starts pouring another and he starts talking. He kind of has that like burp. Like Tim's Tim's kind of taken aback. Like that's so real. Like someone that's drinking too much. I remember that specifically because I looked at the closed captions and it said like small burp or whatever. And I literally burped at the exact same (laughs) moment. So I like... I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I burped at the same time that it's There you go. Solidarity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Too much kombucha, you know? (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. That's not what Matt was drinking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah, no, he was pounding those lemon drops. It almost Uh feels like a mini Ferris Bueller's day off. Like, this was Matt Ferris' day off. He went to a bar with Tim Riggins. He went to a strip club. And then he got a rude awakening at the very end of the episode that put him back on track. But he, like, you know, he he flirted with the other side. And I think a kid like that could go on the other side really easily. Like, he and Tim both don't have parents around. And so no one was looking out for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Matt's drunk at practice, I was dying gets like hit in the face and he's like too close to the guy i know like, he literally takes so a football funny. to the face yeah. and he's shouting the plays he's like red clown red and- do the red one i don't know like <laughs> that did get me i did but um i wanted to ask y'all if y'all ever shown up to a practice or a rehearsal drunk on accident no, like you're like I was oh shoot. so good endless such good. a good girl of times that's good. Yeah. One time I literally blacked out on St. Patrick's Day and apparently ended up in an improv where I played Hillary Clinton on stage <laughs> in front of people. That is so funny. I, well, you guys are performers. I was a biology major. You were? <laughs> yeah. I thought you both were like into theater and stuff. We were in, in we high were. school. And then oh, okay. 
I actually I was more like middle school, early high school. Yeah. Got but it. either way, yeah. I mean, we were theater kids, either way. But um, yes. yeah, in college, I had no business. I was just like, I was super drunk. It was St. Patrick's Day. My friend was like, come to this improv show. Like we were part of the science program that would do like science communication in cool ways. So like science That's movies, cool. science improv. So it was like about climate change and making fun of politicians and stuff. And then the girl who was <laughs> supposed to play Hillary Clinton, because it was St. Patrick's Day, that was a big holiday at CU. Let's go bus. Um, didn't show up. And drunk Carly did. <laughs> she and did apparently show up. Wow. I played it. There's video footage, but I have You don't want to see it. Banned right? it from my yeah. I have There's no like, interest in being a part of that performance. <laughs> that was your Matt Saracen day. <laughs> yes. Yes. The scary well, part was that I got messages on Facebook about people loving my performance. Yes. Maybe. Okay. There's this movie that came out called Another Round, and it's about these teachers who decide to try this experiment to see if they're like always drunk all day, if it makes them like happier, better people, and it eases their relationship. <laughs> I did that same experience, experiment Obviously in grad school. not. <laughs> well, but Spoiler it, alert. It, it does actually work to certain degrees for certain people. <laughs> sure. Um, but it makes them calmer and like more un- less inhibited. Yeah. One of the guys becomes a much better teacher. So I could see you becoming wow. a better um, improv performer. performer. Yeah, but no, I never Certainly. showed up drunk to like a performance, but I have been, been drunk multiple yeah. times. <laughs> yes. Well, I have just been drunk in life. I utilized it in most areas of my life. <laughs> in most areas of your life. I've been to Wrapped rehearsals it. tipsy, which is fun, but performances, I try not to be just because I feel like I, I get extra like, ooh, people know I'm drunk and I got to be funny or I don't know. Got to fill some sort of drunk quota. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just I worked in the service industry for like five years, so that pretty much dictated how alcohol played a role in every area yeah. of my life. Mm. Yep, yep. De- yep. Definitely does make me a better waitress. I can tell you that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I was a fucking kick ass bartender when I was drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that probably helps. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> enough yeah. about me. Yes. Okay. So back to the practice, though. I wrote down Scary Coach. He is scary. When he brings Matt over, I was like, I know. It was like the Simba Mufasa moment when you're, he's like, you deliberately disobeyed, disobeyed. And you're like, "Ah." and even worse, you brought you in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like scary. I don't know if it's scarier because he's his daughter's ex boyfriend or I don't. I don't know. Just yeah. like that dynamic yeah. definitely was there too. Like they have so they have so many connections to each other. Yeah, but you just do not want Coach to be disappointed in you. Like that is yes. such no. a terrifying the idea. Felt higher with Matt because it's like his uh, prodigal son. Yeah, prodigal. Well, and like when he like you know that he knows, like that is such a scary moment. Um, yeah, but that that scene was so good when Coach Mac was like. Didn't you smell did alcohol? Did you smell that? Like, no, no. Well, one. I like how they didn't no even say it. He just goes, did you smell that? And oh, goes, did you smell no, that? I yeah. did not. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah. No, I did not. That's exactly yeah. what he said. Because coach doesn't Ooh. believe in... Why Why would you go with the law of Texas when you have the law of Coach Taylor? Exactly. The law of Coach Taylor, Which you know, doles out punishment. Right. The punishments are just a hard conversations in the locker room and you get strained yeah. out. Yeah. Or in the shower. Which, coach gave some good speeches this episode. Yep. Another element that we have really been missing and that 
made this feel like season one again was that we had like coach monologues again. Yeah. Which we just haven't had in forever. Should we play the hashtag goodwill punting moment? Oh, are we already there? Oh, maybe not. No, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, we can, but I I would like to talk about more. (laughs) I did write. um, (laughs) I would like to talk about this a little bit more. I I would like to take, I would like to linger here a bit. I, uh, when, Matt is still pushing back against Coach at the hospital. And he's like, what the hell do you think you're doing? And he's just like, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I wrote a note that just says, Matt, don't give an F about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite That's creed true. line, by the way. Yes. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we can. Nothing. Yes. So really quick, Monsplain. This will take two seconds, y'all. <laughs> don't even worry about it. It's not going to ruin your day. It's just... um. He, in passing, Coach mentions a 4-3 defense. So let's learn a little bit. So a 4-3 defense is a defensive alignment consisting of four down linemen and three linebackers. It is called a base defense because it is the default defensive alignment used on base downs, which are the first and second downs. So you use it at the beginning of your play. So not at the very end, Mm. but it's just kind of like the default. Um, However, defenses will readily switch to other defensive alignments, such as nickel or dime. As which circumstances we now change. know means yes. Dick. Which yes, <laughs> we we figured out from our guy friends. It just means. I kind of forgot what it means, but I know that it yeah. has a real meaning. Yes, it just it it's a it's about the the number of defensive backs that you have. But the four three is like the default what you normally go with at the like beginning. So that was it. Love it. Yeah, but then we have the Tyra and Landry scene yes yes and yeah what did y'all think of her confronting him on the date i'm like i think it was perfect because we're supposed to hate it (laughs) and i think that it was so well done because we're not supposed supposed to to be on our side we're supposed to hate that she did that it's supposed to be as disruptive as possible and we're supposed to be yeah team landry on this one and i just thought that they executed perfectly yeah. yeah, it was interesting that her mom, she went to her mom for advice and yes. like what the mom said was, she was like, oh, I always turn it into a competition. Like nothing that the mom said was like good advice. No, <laughs> like, she was like, right. I just like to win. Like, okay, let me look at my mom. Let me look at her life and her relationship. Should I take her advice? No, instead she, she did not do that. She just said, yeah. okay, no. I'm going to go start a war. A but I like how she hooked it. her. She was like, it's in your blood. It's in your bones. I like know. everyone in our family is this competitive. But it was a reminder that Tyra's not Julie and that Connie is not yeah. her mom. And that yeah, it really is. She's got a little that advice would have like rung true with Julie. But yeah, Tyra's yeah. like, mm, I'm going to go to my enabler because it is in her blood. Yeah, because she wanted them to. She wanted yeah, someone to she say yes. To say and go do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Angela's she, I mean, like, I don't know how to love a man and I don't want to learn how. <laughs> I felt that on a deep level. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like having a superpower and you know that you could use it and crush someone else. Like, I think that that yeah. Tyra has that power over Landry and over a lot of men. Totally. And like, you know, I, that must be fun. Like, I get yeah. it. What's that like? I know my heart <laughs> did break a little bit once, like the second she wanted him, he's back on her side. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I was always the other girl. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and that's why Jean talked to her because Jean knew. Yes. Jean knew. Joe Jean. Joe yeah. Jean. Yeah, Joe Jean goes for the smooch. That is which, literally yeah. what I, I wrote. Jean gives him the smooch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um, cute, though. I like that she's yes. like going yeah, down swinging. Going for it. Yeah, go for it. You fight for it. But yeah, before we play the Goodwill Punting, I want to play the 
a little smash and and uh, mama. Yes, I did pull that time yeah. code too. I wrote smash and mama make me cry for the millionth time. Yep, 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 yep. Brian, baby, what you doing? You been in here all night. This is all my TMU stuff. All the pamphlets, the posters, the gear. I'm getting rid of it because it's over, mama. It's over. You want to tell me I told you so? No. I just want to let you know I love you. Oh, I love you. And I believe in you. I believe in you. So much. It's exactly what a mama is for to remind you that even in failure, they still love you. That's not what matters. Yeah. It was, yeah, that's where I started crying. Yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) I did, I did some weeping this episode. I did as well. Yeah. It was raining on my face. It's raining. See, that, I mean, a lot of this is about like parents and children and, when kids go to parents, what are they supposed to do? And she, she's, she stood by him. It was such a heartwarming moment and also so sad because he shouldn't be in that position. Yeah. Very frustrating. And it's not just, I mean, this is why this show is so, um, just hits so hard or so that much harder. It's not like a, you know, a middle, you know, middle-class kid, just not, you know, not getting his dream or whatever. Like so much is riding on this for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I'm going to save my family with this. And like, yeah, it's, it's not just about ticket. his career and how much he loves football, but it's, it's everything to him. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I definitely yeah. puts all of the other issues in sharp contrast, like, like Julie, you know what yes. I mean? It's like, Oh man, <laughs> another reason to hate her. Stop complaining. <laughs> right. Stop complaining. Your life is fine. Totally. Yeah. But that is true. It was very like parent child, um, mother and child reunion. But even with like coach and Matt and like, yeah. I mean, I wrote this as a joke. Coach gives Matt, <laughs> or I wrote, I wrote, coach gives BB Matt a bath. But because <laughs> <laughs> I loved the mental image that that conjured, <laughs> I meant that as a joke. But it is very like, um, uh nurturing it's supposed to be like cleansing and i I don't know i think it's just supposed to represent a lot of parent and child dynamic and that definitely was echoed throughout this episode i loved all of those foils yeah all right let's do it here we go guys goodwill punting goodwill punting take one i don't need any of your dad coach talk so you Feel Couch. free to just go home. Don't touch me. Get off. Get off. What are you doing? You know how many people depend on you to make good decisions? Huh? You have any idea? Your grandmother, your friends, your teammates, you better start making them. You better stop being so damn selfish and stop being shut sorry up. for yourself. Just you hear shut me? up. You don't care about me. You let me for a better job. Your daughter let me for a better guy. Carlotta let me for... 
There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you at all. <sighs> yeah, that one got me pretty good in the feels. Yeah. Yep. It's just his face. I know. He's just like, why he just is crumbles and he, he's such yeah. a kid in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. A kid who's had to deal with, like, terrible stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. You understand the math that he's done in his head. Like, X plus Y plus Z. Yeah. Okay, well, the only conclusion is, uh, is this yeah. my fault. I'm the common you know? denominator. Yeah. yeah. Anyone yeah. that age, any adult, <laughs> would probably yeah. come to that conclusion. Um, yeah. And it's so relatable for everybody in some manner. So this just, like, cuts everyone a little deep. and. Totally. Yeah, it's just such a real moment, and his delivery is incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. This this is one of the most relatable moments to me, character-wise. Just like, yeah, even if you haven't been through the exact same things that he has, it's like when you're low like that, you look for that evidence, you know? Yes. You're yeah. like, well, what can I compute to, you know? Yeah. You're the trying conclusion to is, is shame. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. and that's, yeah, I mean, just talk about, abandonment issues i mean just one and it's so close yang. together yeah <laughs> they're just coming at the yin yang yeah. yeah and <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is. it just it rings so so true and i this is one of the scenes that i always think of when i think about right now it's like i do too just, yeah this yeah. one like immediately i remembered it super vividly and yeah. it's just really powerful yeah mm. Yeah, and Coach is like, oh, my God, I'm not making overtime for this. No, yes. I mean, <laughs> well, it's funny because one of his monologues, I don't think we've spoken about it yet, but he is essentially like, oh, this is about more than just football. And I'm like, that's exactly what I say to people when I'm trying to get them to watch Fireman's Life. <laughs> yes, I'm like, yes. It's tagline of the show. Football. It's also yes. about people. Yes. Yeah, when I find out, I wrote down exactly what he said, but it, that was another meta moment, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's more than football? But yeah, yeah and this I, was that, just such a rewarding, like the payoff was perfect in the way, like the arc of this script and the way that they wrote this episode was so reminiscent of season one and just so well yep. done in that they had really wrung out this rag and the pacing was perfect for this moment right here at the end to be like a total payoff for us to get to the bottom yep. of, of what Matt's been wrestling for like 10 episodes since his dad left. Yeah. Well, yeah. I found exactly what Coach said. Yeah, Can yeah, I say yeah. It? Oh, please, you, please. Okay, he says, it's about more than just football. It's about adversity and how we stand up to it. What we're going to do is we're going to work, we're going to adjust, and we're going to work some more. We're going to take adversity and turn it into an asset, which is what mm, Matt does, yes. which is what Smash got chills. now has to do. I know yes. my delivery wasn't that good. But, you know, it is hard because I feel like It's hard Smash to top is, uh, Kyle Chandler's delivery. Right. I, I just wasn't going to bother. No, I know. But, but – yeah. but, <laughs> Matt and Smash do have like a lot of really, really bad stuff going on. And yeah. 
And I, I believe that they can take adversity and turn it into an asset, but they're in the middle of it now. And so it's interesting to watch them try to like churn it into something they can deal with. Because I think when you're in the mm-hmm. middle of something like that, it's hard to get that perspective. Yeah. Um, and that's what Coach yeah, does. He's the molder exactly. of men. He's there in that moment. Like he always just knows when the when his boys are like right in that dark spot, but in the sweet spot where they want to listen. And yeah. he just like drills at home. Um, and meets them where they're at. And we watch him like pull these guys through. And then we get to sort of the, also the end of the episode when the other payoff is Mm -hmm. Smash remembering why he's captain of this team. And I fucking loved that. That got me amped. (laughs) Amped. I know. He becomes coach. Okay. Really quick before we talk about the final scene, um, a quick musician's corner. Yeah, we have to do that scene because yes, guys, this is one of my top five all-time favorite songs. Yeah, I know how special the Ava brothers are to you and your family. Ugh. Yes. So um, I did pull um, just a couple fun facts about the Ava brothers for us to talk about. And the only yes. other, or not not that, I'm, I said only other implying that Ava brothers are Texan. They're not, but the only- <laughs> They're one of my favorite armchair expert interviews. Yes, very good. We get to like hear them perform. It's awesome. Yeah. And Scott Avid is, like, the hottest person I've ever seen in my yep. entire life. Yeah. Um, just a side note. But I think the only Texas act we had this oh yeah, um, this episode was was Explosions in the Sky. Um, and you could hear it during the um, Brian and yes. Brenna scene and at the end. And it was throughout and beautiful, as always. But, um, yeah. So can you guess uh, what the name of their first band was of Scott and Seth Avid? It is a Pixar movie and is the name Monsters of a Inc. No no no. Oh, this is good. It's it's the um uh it's the name of a certain animal that gets abandoned. He gets left behind in the sea. And Nemo? you referenced it less yes, Nemo. Yes. Yeah. So musical Which brothers means Scott. alone in Latin. Wow. My Latin Whoa, brain is Latin. coming out of me today. I didn't know that. Channeling. That's it. cool. Yeah, they so they played in separate bands, Nemo and Margot, respectively, Scott and Seth. <laughs> and then the ter- two merged their projects around 1997 and played together under the name Nemo before they became the Ava Brothers. Funny. So that's fun. And then Nemo. we talk about Judd Apatow a lot. Um, Judd Apatow, who used the band's uh, Live and Die in his 2012 comedy, This is 40, co-directed the documentary May at Last, A Portrait of the Ava Brothers in 2017. I didn't know that. Yeah. So just a couple... Fun facts about them, but um, yes, let's hear this beautiful scene. Look how much I freaked out my notes. Y'all, this is the most emphatic I've ever gotten in my Friday Night Lights notes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! If it's the beaches! If it's the beaches! And then like 10 hearts. If it's the bitches, am I right? (laughs) LOL. Here we go. Avid bitches. It's the beach of sands you want and you will have them. It's the mountains bending rivers and you will have them. It's a wish to run away that I will bring. 
I actually gotta go. Uh, there's this kind of spot with my name on, on the bench. I can't miss that, so. But I'll see you after the game. Okay, even though we're annoyed with Tyra, I'm not annoyed with Tyra. Well, we <laughs> said, you know, we said that the her showing up at the movie was like not cool and all that, but and that he goes back to her so quickly. Y'all said that, but but oh, no, I know, but I just her. immediately forgive sweet. her. I know, just yeah. melts my damn yeah. heart. My heart it just dead. Like meant again. to be. Yeah, it's dead so it. romantic. It seems like they are meant to oh, be. Like the this was rain, a detour. I know, and it's such a good kiss. He's so like empowered. I know. Oh my god. I know. He just goes yeah. for it. And Go okay, for it. my Lance, favorite baby. Lance. My favorite part, which I've always noticed, he pulls back and then he says this, you know, funny joke and she's like, oh, we're back with the funny banter. And then he's about to go in for the kiss again and he just shakes his head a little bit like, oh my God. Yeah, like, like in disbelief. She's mine. real. Like, it's really sweet. Trauma bonding is a great way to start a relationship. I mean, <laughs> I agree. Just, Always I start agree. with killing. Yeah. Yes. But but I do think it's a good Trauma it's bond. a good scene and I I it's like amazing. like cross click romances like it's very yes. large Jean, Peter Kavinsky like and I do believe mm. that that is a barrier to starting she she believes in her social cash like that would be something to be hard to get over so yeah. I I. I do root for them as a couple. Like I feel bad for totally. Jean. I thought that was a great, great scene, and Jean will be fine. She's going to get out of Dylan, and she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Jo Jean, and will I think kick it. It's just another one of the things I loved so much about the way this episode was structured is that there was no like winner loser, good guy bad guy. Like they made us sort of like Jean and not like her, and be annoyed with Tyra and be on yep. her side, and like freaking love this scene and it was all just kind of a really intentional mixed bag and I just love that but then it all comes down to this moment where we couldn't even like tell you the details that led up to it or what we were mad about it's just like oh nope I love yeah, this yeah we forgot <laughs> yeah. yes so it was perfect I loved it again another scene that I think of a lot because yeah this I mean but obviously besides coach Tammy they're my they're my favorite couple I'll say it oh these two Amen. oh yeah Wow. Hot take. Group epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Shall we yes. listen to Smash? Bring yeah, this let's team together. Yeah. Yeah. So also, we get a we game. Just, it's been so long since we got a game, even I practice, know. a Coach Taylor yes. speech, a like pump up moment like this. And there's, Monica, did your brain jump to remember the Titans when he goes, um, and make sure y'all remember. No. He goes into something else, but my oh. brain immediately goes. Of course it did. The night the they played night the, they Panthers. the Titans, the Panthers. It does sound cool with Titans. The night yes. they played the Titans. the Titans. Yeah, this was epic, and I did love right before that. Uh, Julie like backing parking the, the car. spot, just so <laughs> real. Like, and she's like, "I got it, mom." Like, yes, yeah, that was so great. That was awesome. all right. Here we go. Let's Very pumped, mom y'all. daughter. Now I'll be watching, but y'all can still do this. I mean, look, you got Saracen, Riggins, Bradley could barely catch a cold, much less football. <laughs> the return of Bradley. Bruce probably the slowest brother in Texas. 
<laughs> he had like three lines. But look, everybody plays hard. And no matter what happens out there, y'all remember this. You the Dillon Panthers, baby. Y'all are state champs. And we have the scene where he breaks down and just to Amazing. end it that way. It was so beautiful. Another gut punch. I was like, yes. God, oh, this episode. It was, was tough for them. He, he put on his Coach Taylor mask and then, I he, know. You know, then he went back to being himself. Know, it was sad. so heartbreaking. Oh, my God. So no. heartbreaking. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I know. So I like don't brave, even have anything though. to say about it. It was so like, no, you know, mm-hmm. you know how great it was, y'all. Yeah. Well, he, he was... I don't know. He clearly learned. It was just amazing to see him like internalize everything he'd learned and actually yeah. put it into action. But mm-hmm. there's a cost to that. Like, it's not like it made him. It didn't change like his situation. Him. Yeah. It didn't change his situation. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point of it. You know, like he's realizing, okay, I'm thwarted from like progressing my own trajectory. And the only thing I can do with this time is like lift other people up. And it has yeah. to be, selfless no part of it will like reverse the situation that i'm in and so like yeah. it was very adult reckoning yeah it was very much some serious humble pie <laughs> yeah yeah well and it's cool too to see kind of uh matt finally break down and then smash you know kind of has already broken down and is trying to be strong mm-hmm. again and just them wrestling with all of that and yeah it was, with yeah, how it was much just so good to see these boys cry carrying. Yes, I like know. just yeah. like emotional boys. Oh, I know. Yes. I know. I wish I could swim in men's tears. And I don't mean <laughs> that I want y'all to be miserable. I just want you to be able to express yourselves. Right. I know. So that but you look stop how much us. <laughs> it took so much for Matt to be able to express himself. Like he had yes. to be like his grandma yeah. had to become ill and he had to be crying in a shower. She had At a little least, band-aid on her forehead. Yeah. He yeah. got driven to the hospital by a stripper. That was hilarious. I love it's okay, that. Matt. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved that he was like still drunk, you know. I know. So funny. But He's like, yeah, I'm it... sorry I took you away from your customers. <laughs> <laughs> you do good, mean Matt impression. I have to say. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, there was a there's a quote from this great. Uh, I think she's a psychologist or doctor or something. Maybe a therapist that comes on armchair <laughs> like God. a few years ago. And she she says something about she was like, I don't want guys to be super emotional. I just want them to be emotionally capable. I want them yeah. to like be able to feel their feelings so I don't have to feel them for them or something. Like yes. she goes yeah. on this ramp and we're like, Yes, like just but I totally it was sympathize the with the fact that guys aren't allowed lady. to be like that. Yes, yes, yeah. Um anywho, any strays yes. before we rate, rate, rate? La Tossi. Oh, I did think it was kind of cute when Julie tries to, like, um, give the DMV guy a handshake. And he's just like, oh, no, yeah. like, you don't need to do that. that oh, and I cute. also liked when he was, like, when Tammy, like, kind of tries to sweet talk him. She's like, do you like the Panthers? Oh, he goes, I know. no, I hate football. I was yes. like, classic like, okay. fucking DMV. Like, you're one way life. to get through to him. The, the one <laughs> thing that everyone in the town can agree on. 
the guy at the DMV is like, no, you can't bribe me with that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so <Yep>. perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I just love all the tiny gestures in this show. Like they're all so lived in. It's, it's yes. amazing. I know. And this scene really, I mean, this episode really exemplified that. Yes. I love the way that Tammy holds Gracie. Like she's like sort of a handbag, like very casually, like here's my accessory. Yeah. It is like kind of unique. Like I can see it specifically in my head. Yeah. yeah. I loved, speaking of just little things that fleshed out this episode, we got a great coach angry laugh in the living room when he's like, what she's saying is good guys finished last. And she's like, what does that mean? Where then which are you? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, does his angry <laughs> yes. laugh oh. thing. I love that. Or when he tells Julie, like, I'm going to use the bathroom. And Julie, Julie's like, TMI. TMI, dad. <laughs> I know. TMI, dad. Like, well, he's not That's allowed to, like, funny stuff. Like, go to the bathroom. to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know, but just, like, funny family yes. stuff. I don't know. It just all worked so well. And then... Also, in that scene when Eric perks up at Scott Hunter, it like Tyra or Landry's like, Oh, yeah. Oh my God, what's her freaking name? Tammy. It's like, there was this guy in high school, always loved me, Scott Hunter. And it just pans to Eric and he's like, Yeah, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Um, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's all of mine. It was a really good episode. I mean, it was. It was. was, it was moving. It was moving. Yeah. It got a little bit after school special at some points, but it was moving. There's, oh, this is an astray, but I pretty split on the goodwill punting moment, and some people feeling it was um, too much. Oh, stop it! Yeah, but Coach would do that. Them. I totally believe he would do that. It's I so agree. real. It's a real moment. This isn't astray, but I do. I had I had one more Landry clip, and I don't know what this is, so we'll play that before we rate. It's very very short. Because, I mean, this this is kind of big for me. This is going to decide whether or not Jean Bennell is going to pass through those velvet robes to becoming my girl. Becoming <laughs> my girl. Becoming that my girl. Cool. I had to get that. Uh, so another cute. plus for this episode. So cute. Landry time. Landry All right, time. shall we rate? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I can go first. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I love this scene. I keep saying scene. Gosh. I mean, I love these scenes in Steven. this episode. I know. I'm like, um, I love this episode. <laughs> Why does everybody leave me? <laughs> I, like I said, it's one of the episodes that I remember the most. I think it's a really standout episode, not just of the season, but of the whole show. It def- Yeah, it feels like a season one episode. It feels like we're back. There's no um, over the top moments. There's, it's just all, I mean, there's big moments, but they're real. And then the rest of it is that but we beautiful. Them. <laughs> yes, but we liked them and they were, and they were real. They weren't, you know, stupid white guy being like, that guy hit me in the theater and like just <laughs> yes. dramatic stuff that we don't want to see. And then the rest of it is that beautiful lived in subtlety that is mm-hmm. just throughout. I mean, I know that was such a random thing to pull from Tammy, but I just wanted to touch base about that. But that's oh, part yeah. of just like yeah, all know, those little like, things that ugh. make this show what it is when it's what at it its is. peak. Exactly. And yeah, the Matt stuff just really tracked with me and was really powerful. The Smash stuff. Yeah, I just love seeing the just emotions raging and the Tyra and Landry because we all know how that feels when you're like, you suck, but also, oh, it just melts. Mm-hmm. And Ava Brothers, I mean, just everything. I am going to give this... A nine out of ten. Nine out of ten nerderers. Nice. Um, Thank you, Elena, I... for my marker. Because I wasn't clever <laughs> TM enough. TM Elena. TM Elena. 
Um, I also loved this episode. I thought it was well-constructed in a way that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And it, every, every arc was interesting and felt productive and had some sort of rewarding release. I just thought it was just everything that we've been wanting and that we had grown accustomed to in season yet. In season young. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> in season one, um, to expect from this show. And like all the subtleties, the the like throwaway lines that add so much character, and a number of other things that have been lacking from episodes as of late. Yes. Um, football. Right. And coach monologues and like powerful locker room moments. And I don't know, I just and like big um, loves, like rewarding love scene, and like the interpersonal relationships. Like we see a lot more. Like there was just such a string of drama for so long. We are missing yeah. these moments of like Matt and Landry like ribbing each other in the lunchroom, yeah. and uh, this episode was just so balanced for me and had basically all of the things that I love, including time with Landry and. A number of smooches, angry coach laughs, Ava brothers. This was a home run for me or a touchdown. Yeah, (laughs) that's the sport. I'm going to give it. And even we talked about Jaws. I know. I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of ten Joe jeans. I think this is a near perfect episode. The Tammy thing I realized was the one thing missing. I'm going to bump up. Yeah, the little Achilles. The Achilles heel. The what? Am I allowed? I want to do a 9.5 too. 9.5. To change your rating? Yeah, I want to bump it up. I mean, fine. It's clear that you just want to <laughs> be like me. This committee has has been <laughs> determined to be valid. <laughs> the validity committee. The validity committee, committee has determined this has determined valid. That rating is valid. Yeah, I do think this episode was home to one of my favorite kisses in the whole show, which automatically yes. gives it like five points. I yeah. also love the sexual tension with Tim at Tim Riggins and Tyra. I thought, uh, Lila, oh my God, I get that. <laughs> it's hard. Tim it and Lila, who's all buttoned up, like that's like straight out of a romance novel too. So that's always fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, this show had a, this episode had a little bit of everything. I thought it was. It almost felt like a detour in a way because it was like, let's push Matt off a cliff and then smash off a cliff and see what happens. Um, And I guess it, it... I'm I'm trying to remember why it isn't my favorite episode. I thought it was a moving episode and really good, and there are parts that I really like. But I think as a whole, it didn't get me to that like point. I like when the Friday Night Lights episodes end on a high, or end on like, mm. a, you know, end on something oh. that. And I did feel inspired by the very powerful final image. Like it's a good mm-hmm. episode. The final image is powerful, but it's a bummer of an episode, and so I cannot give it mm-hmm. as high. And it's intermediary. Marks. Like there's no. We need it. We need someone to bring us down at the end. Yeah. yeah. There's like at yeah. Mud Bowl, they're like, and we won the game and go home. Right. This is kind of like it <laughs> lingers slide on home like, in the mud. Yeah, yeah it lingers like, okay, on some... uncertainty. It's a yeah. right. It's a fade to black. <laughs> More just I like that. I like when drums. the chords don't resolve. I like when you land, you end on the, you know, the four. Yeah. Like how Gilmore, even Gilmore does fade to black episode closeouts sometimes. And it's all, it yeah, always like, like hits what? hard because you're like, ooh, and it just it's ends unsettling. on that note of uncertainty. And yeah. so I, I see that. Yeah. So I think I give it like, 
I know this is lower than yours, but I'll give it like an <laughs> eight out of ten. Uh, Tim Riggins grades in the school of Tim Riggins. So um, <laughs> it was, but it was always, you know, talking to you both made me see things that I didn't see before. It made me appreciate it so much more. Y'all are the best close readers of Friday Night Lights there are. <laughs> and we're all lucky to have you. And I'm excited to hear that smash, great Smash's Mom episode, which might, you know, bump it up 0.5 just for her. But yes. um, just, just a wonderful performance from her. She's all, she's my MVP. If you have is. Michael. Game yes. Ball. So that, that episode will have come out uh, before this. So if you haven't checked it out, oh, check it true. out. RTX talk. Um, yep, with Liz but Michael. yeah, thank you, Elena, for um, appreciating our, you know, mental health <laughs> with TV shows. Yeah. Oh it's God, a really watch it so closely. Like, we do, but we it's are like, good you know, at it. You're, right. You have it's photographic <laughs> memories of shows. Like, I want to get your brain scanned. <laughs> we do, too. Honestly, I don't understand why nothing will stick unless it's said on a TV screen. <laughs> but it's incredible. Yes. You memorize everything. You're like Rain Man. <laughs> I know, Don't I watch like, Hannibal. Don't watch anything really, really scary because <laughs> your brain will be ruined. That's, exactly. That's why I can't watch scary movies because I can yeah. I can remember the thing. I'm but. picturing us on like a promo poster, like back to back, like, oh boy. <laughs> and it just says at the bottom, like Rain Man for TV. <laughs> <laughs> the rain women rain, rain women so many possibilities wow all right y'all ding 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 well thanks so much for coming back yes our and for writing our freaking oprah article that yes. has been such a beautiful thing to share with yes. people We've and had people are very so excited much about it. amazing feedback and incredible yeah. messages in response to people resonating in all kinds of different ways with the piece and it was just very special for us and very special for Everyone whose eyes laid upon it. Oh, that makes and, me happy. Yeah. I'm happy to know that, that people read it and liked it and have yeah. been reaching out to you. That's wonderful. Yes. Oh, that's great. Lovely. What a gift yeah. to meet you both. How fun. Oh, yes. I know. What a fun Zoom friendship. I know. <laughs> now coming to your what home a, state. I know. As soon as I world. leave. But yeah. we'll, I'll be, well, our, our paths will cross. I'm sure Don't, they don't will. worry. I'm we'll sure see you will. again. And it will involve some Michael B. Jordan. <gasps> Ooh, I'm in. Yes. Oh, call me back. Mm-hmm. Call me back. For we'll call you three. back. <laughs> for Vince. Oh, snap. A little um, little Fergie? Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, Grant, please. <laughs> Should close we leave out on that? This episode I know. Well, with that I got you. I've been like liking, like, close it out with a little music. My we should just start there. In the- oh, st- London Bridge. Here we go. All right, y'all. Oh, wait, I should do the clean version, right? Is there a clean version on Spotify? It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I like Oh Snap better. I guess right, this y'all. is the version I remember from high school. Right? Make sure you follow us on all the planet. Or just at TX Forever Pod. You're like, I hate this. <laughs> and we'll see you next Friday. Every Friday. Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Pods. We read Mm -hmm. them aloud on the show, and it's super fun. But yeah, we've got a lot of exciting stuff and a lot of exciting guests (laughs) coming on. Monica's laughing at something. This is just funny. And then also, you know, if we have a fact check that we don't fact check properly, which we do often, write us, tell us if you know, or even send us a voice memo, and we'll play it. I'd love to hear your voice. Yes. So yeah, I guess we we'll will pop see out of here under the lights, under the London Friday. Bridge. Y'all have a lit Friday because life is back, y'all. <laughs>
Faxed and relaxed. Faxed Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Can't lose. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town.